Welcome to Take Control of Your Career, where we discuss strategies to get you in the driver's seat of your career. Here's your host, Lauren Herring. Hello, and welcome to Take Control of Your Career. Today, I'm so excited to be able to interview a personal friend and an amazing human being, Betsy Cohen. She is author of Welcome to the USA, You're Hired, which is a guide for foreign-born people seeking jobs. And she's also the executive director of the St. Louis Mosaic Project. Welcome, Betsy. Thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, this is going to be really exciting, especially for a unique part of the population that maybe a lot of times doesn't have the most specific insights to help them, which they have unique problems. So specifically, foreign-born individuals seeking jobs and developing their career. So first of all, just tell us about yourself, your career background, and more about the Mosaic Project. Well, I had a long career at uh, Nestle Purina. And following that, where I had been an expert in marketing and worked with international people and run a regional coalition, um, I learned that there was going to be a regional initiative to market the region, uh, tell the story of the region so that we as a region could attract and retain more foreign-born people. So I thought that was a perfect fit for me. And I was hired eight years ago uh, to be the executive director of the St. Louis Mosaic Project, which is part of the World Trade Center of St. Louis within the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership. And the goal is to attract and retain foreign-born people. We want to be a growing region. And as you probably know, the St. Louis region has been very stagnant and we have not been growing like all of the other Midwest regions and the other big markets. And we need to grow our native-born population, those people born here, particularly African-American, Caucasian. But in addition, we have 5% of our foreign-born population, and we need to grow them too. So that's what we focus on. Awesome. And I love how you really have taken your career from a standpoint of success to significance, a perfect example of really making a difference in a group of people's lives that really need it, but also in a, a whole region. So that's really exciting about the traction that you're getting here. Yes, and it's uh, really an interesting experience because I've been working in this area of you know, purpose and significance in my work. And it truly dawned on me in March of this year, 2021, that um, with the knowledge that I have gained in this role over eight years and with many people that I have worked on immigrant strategies around the country that I could have a higher purpose of sharing that knowledge with more people in our region and nationwide and maybe internationally, if I could capture what we advise people who are job seekers. There is no other book on the market like this. There's nothing that tells foreign born people, um, what are the nuts and bolts of what are you going to go through as you deal with a job search, as you progress through it, and then as you succeed and advance in an American corporation, there has been no book like this. So I felt that was really my purpose. Uh, and I did this book in my own time. I did it with my own funds. It's not part of my job, but it's directly related to the work that I do. That's really exciting. And it has uh, it started off on Amazon as a number one new release in the job search space. So congratulations on Thank you. the success of that. Well, so, it's, it's been a good learning, you know, to see how, how a book moves through uh, the initial stages and then kind of how you build the interest and how you find all the different people. And in this case, foreign-born people are very diverse. 
And so working with international students, with refugees, with corporate executives, with chambers of commerce, there are a lot of different audiences that really I will be looking to reach over the next year. That's exciting. And I I think you make a great point that there's no other book out there that is focused on this population. Obviously, there's hundreds, if not thousands of job search books out there. And it's really exciting to find a niche of some individuals that really need some specific support and you're able to give that. And I was really pleased that you were able to give a shout out to my book as well, Take Control of Your Job Search for the emotional aspects of that. So thank you for that. Well, the emotional part is how I lead off the book. And that's why your book is in the resource section. The very first resource I list is your book because foreign born people go through so much that those of us that are not foreign born have no idea. You know, we don't understand that they have family members that are halfway around the world that are dealing with things that we don't fully understand, that they are working through visas that are lingering, that they can't get a consulate visit, that they have family members that have different statuses of visas that are expiring and their languages, you know, they speak two, three, four, five languages, but English isn't their first. So there's so many things that they have to manage their emotions. And those are things that your book talks about. How do you manage your emotions and how do you build in resilience, um, both professionally and personally, so you deal with these? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was actually talking to a woman from Spain who's going to start job seeking in the U.S. today. And once we started talking, she just opened up and she said, you know what, honestly, I'm terrified. So what are some of the things that you recommend for people who are experiencing those kinds of emotions in the, in the midst of all these other complicating factors like the, the visas and, and um, you know, other challenges? Like, am I even going to be able to find a job here in the U.S.? I think some of it, they have to do self-care. Um, they need to find ways that they can schedule a walk or yoga or something that's going to kind of soothe their mind and their body. Um, they need to have you know, one or two friends they make. And, and really part of that may come from a friendship with somebody who's in their own ethnic group or culture. But one of the things I truly encourage people to do is to make one or two friends that are outside their ethnic group. So, so they can start building authentic relationships um, and a network of people that know other people. And when they form that one or two relationships or friendships, it could be through their child's school or through their religious organization or in their neighborhood, they start to feel more grounded here. And that's really important, both if they're going to be looking for a job or they could be the accompanying partner who may or may not be looking for a job at the moment, but may look for a job in the future. They need to build those relationships because that is what grounds them in United States culture, and it's also what's going to ground them personally to feel connected here. And it also will benefit them in the long run because it's often through these people they meet that they in turn are going to find that hidden job market and introductions to people that can help them in the search for the real job when they're ready to look for that job. Yeah, absolutely. Really, no person is beyond your network that you should be building. I remember even this is this woman isn't a foreign born person, but she said she would start talking to people at the grocery store and tell them she was new in town. She would invite the postman to their housewarming party. Everybody became an opportunity to network when new in town. And especially when you're still learning a culture and learning 
all these other aspects about the job search in another uh, country? Well, one of the things that often happens for foreign-born people is that uh, they can't always work immediately when they get here because of the visa. Uh, Their visa, if they're accompanying someone, they may not be able to do a paid job or they may get authorization later, but I truly encourage them to start volunteering, uh, hands-on volunteering. Uh, it could be with an animal rescue group. It could be at a, at a library. It could be in the school library. But when they put themselves forward to serve others in the community, they get beyond themselves. So they're not just uh, feeling sorry for themselves and lonely, but they're helping others. And then they're also making that one or two new friendships. Yeah. And they're sharing a bond. And you can volunteer without violating any sort of visa issues, as long as it's not work that could be viewed as possibly paid work for someone else. It has to truly be um, hands-on, uh, pure volunteering with nothing that could be considered paid work. Yeah. One other thought that uh, since I brought up the emotion of terrified and you know just fear in general in the job search, a couple other techniques that I refer to in my book is, you know, a lot of times the whole concept of fear is so big and so overwhelming that it's like, okay, how can you start to get real specific? What are you afraid of specifically? Is it that you're afraid that you're not going to interview well? Is it that you're afraid that uh, your visa is not going to get approved? And so once you can start to narrow down some of those fears, then you can actually start to work towards, okay, how can I mitigate that? You know, what are, what's an action plan? That's and great advice. What steps can I take so that it's not just this big monolith of fear, but you know, you can break it down into bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Un- unbundle it. Um, one of the other things that has been really successful in, in this region is um, a program that the Mosaic Project has supported, which is the International Spouse Program that is led by a Brazilian woman here, Susan Gobo. And she has 600 international women that are part of it. And they have events and book clubs and networks, and they meet people who are from all over the world here. And then there's also a sister organization called the International Mentor Program led by Annie Schlafly. And local women then are matched with one of the international women and they meet once a month for a year, which benefits both of them that a local woman gets to know an international woman. And this woman that came from Spain gets to have a local friend and the local person gets to learn a bit about her life and her culture. And that takes the fear down as well because they can ask questions. They can break those fears down into, I don't know how to, you know, what's Halloween all about? Or, you know, what are the holidays going to be like here? So you can really ask those kinds of questions with someone that is um, a buddy to you and a mentor. Yeah, great, amazing programs that uh, I know you're spearheading with some incredible women here in St. Louis. And I'll just reference an interview I did uh, relatively recently with Juanita Ingram. She does the International Expats, uh, the International Ingrams, uh, uh, which is a live streaming, no, I'm sorry, not live streaming, it's a streaming uh, reality show on Amazon that is about the expat experience. And I had her on the show recently and she talked about how, you know, when she was going through this process, she engaged a coach. So, you know, whether you find a mentor in, you know, a group like one of yours, engaging a coach, a therapist, or of course, I always encourage people to reach out to impact group if we can be of service as well. 
that um, you know having that support network of someone that you can go to to um, to help understand what is it that um, that what are the unknowns that you don't know about that maybe someone can guide you with. Um, yeah, I think, you know, what you do at the impact group makes those connections. And we do that also through a professional connector program we have where uh, if someone like your, this woman from Spain comes with a certain profession, we introduce her to someone who's in that profession for a one time meeting. So that person can advise her on what might be an association she could join in town or what might be a group or a club. I also recommend uh, in the book that if someone comes with a certain skill, they look to join that professional association or network. And even if they're not ready to start work yet, it's still worth an investment because they keep up their professional skills. They feel like their real self and they can meet other people. Absolutely. So digging into the book a little bit more, can you speak to the, let's say, three biggest challenges that foreign born job seekers typically face? I'd say one is how to do their resume. Uh, So for example, should they use an Americanized nickname or not? Should they put their uh, visa status? You know, figuring out how to present themselves is one challenge. Uh, Yeah, oftentimes do I even include a picture or because in in their cultures, perhaps having a picture on a resume is normal, not obviously in America. Today, we're we're working with someone who's moving to town um, from China and he's originally from Germany and his first resume uh, put his family status on, you know, and I said, no, you know, take off your family status. And, you know, we, that's not something that the resume here should have. Um, But that's giving advice about how to present yourself, because obviously if I were trying to present myself in Beijing, I would need advice. And then secondly, understanding the interview process uh, that they're going to experience, such as how will they know if it's a behavioral interview or a chronological interview, what are the signs in an interview that are going to guide you to the kind of information that you should use when you're in an interview? So understanding the American interview process, I think, is a second thing. And the third is building a network, uh, using LinkedIn, having relationships, consciously building a broad network of people who can be advisors to you, but also will open your opportunities up. And so people have to look beyond their own comfort zone to start doing that and learn techniques on LinkedIn and also some professional networks. It kind of depends on their level. I mean, if they're a mid-level person, there are certain networks that are available, but if they're at an executive level, we have certain executive level organizations in town and they need introductions to those and they need to find out about how to um, make relationships. Yeah, and speaking of level, um, you you bring up an interesting point because nowadays, just thinking of current events, you know, we have a lot of refugees coming into the um, many of our cities. So, of course, here in St. Louis, we have that, but in cities around the country. So, talk maybe a little bit just for the interest of people to to understand some of the experiences that maybe. Uh, some refugees or, you know, people of, um, you know, uh, w- coming from a different kind of job search might be experiencing versus obviously uh, most of us watching this and, and listening to this are, are probably more familiar with a more professional type right. of uh, relocation process. Right. So, you know, typically we're talking international students, corporate executives, family members that are coming that, that already have skills and, and, 
that are really kind of established. But when people are fleeing, I mean, when we saw California, when we had earthquakes, fires, people flee and they have nothing. And they've gone through trauma. They've gone through stress. And so when we have gone through waves of immigrants in St. Louis who get resettled through our International Institute of St. Louis, these are people who may have been spending years or in this case, you know, a matter of weeks or months uh, in trauma, in transition with nothing. Uh, what we know about the people that are coming from Afghanistan is that some of them worked with our military troops. And so those who worked with our military troops probably speak some English to good English. And they also may have skills such as communication skills, IT skills, engineering, or they may have worked in nonprofit organizations in Afghanistan. Uh, so they would have organizing and nonprofit social service skills, but they went through trauma. They have now been on military bases and they are starting to come to different cities like ours. And so um, our International Institute has had like 60 or 70 people who've come. That's a number of families. Um, and that's gonna start picking up between now and the end of the year. So these are people who will um, get quickly settled into some short-term housing and then longer-term housing. They will be assisted with some um, furniture to get them literally started and some groceries. They will be helped to have their children get into schools. Then they will go through a workplace assessment through uh, Chelsea Hand Sheraton's group at the International Institute. So they will be assessed for English and then their work skills because they may have worked in a medical field, but that might or might not align with our medical right. alignment. So after they get this preliminary workforce skills, we and other people in St. Louis, such as the Regional Business Council, Greater St. Louis Inc., uh, some of our companies, we will be helping the International Institute to then say, oh, are there a number of people who have customer service communication skills? Maybe we should do a job fair for a specific function. Or if there are a number with medical, maybe there's something we should do with a group to help bring jobs that are in the medical community to the International Institute, to the knowledge of these Afghan job seekers. Or it might be that their skills are very separate and it's gonna be more one-to-one. -one. And those that have English, those that have job skills, the Institute and Mosaic and others of us will help them individually and make contacts with you and others to say, this person needs to connect in this way. But we don't quite know that yet. I will say I am also donating my book uh, to the International Institute of St. Louis for their Afghan job seekers. Again, this is my purpose and passion. I want them to have the ability to use the book. The book is in English. My goal in the beginning was people are looking for jobs in our country and they need to speak English to apply. But I'm going to keep listening and learning. And if we need to put it in Dari to help people that are transitioning from Afghanistan or Korean or other languages in the next year, you know, I'm going to be open to that. But our, That's our really Afghan, exciting. You know, the Afghan newcomers are going to be very welcomed here. I think we have a welcoming community. It's going to just be um, a big community effort because there will be resources needed throughout the community when you hear that there's someone in your congregation, your neighborhood, your school, um, and they will be spread out. They will not all be able to be located near the International Institute in the South City like the old days because housing is in short supply. So there may be a group that's in North County, South County, North City, West County. So when you find that there are people who are coming from Afghanistan, you know, don't assume anything about them. You know, just you have to listen and learn. They may have high skills. They may have been in banking, finance, IT, or they may not. And in all cases, we want to welcome them. If they do well here, 
they will attract others from Afghanistan and the United States to come to St. Louis and help make us a growing region again. We do not want to be a stagnant region. You know, it's just not in our interest as a region. Uh, a very important thing I get asked is, why don't we have any international flights direct nonstop from St. Louis? One reason is because those carriers look for regions that are growing. So all of us, if we want to have another international nonstop flight, you want to be part of a growing region. And that means we need to look for ways to grow the population. And if we get a thousand people from Afghanistan and they love it here, they will invite another thousand, another 2000 people to come to our community. And that will make us a growing region again. Yeah, great point. And probably just a note for people that might be listening to this in other cities, I'm assuming that there are similar organizations like the International Institute that they can make outreach to if they want to get involved to support some of these families around the country as well. Yes, yes. There are relocation uh, resettlement groups around the country. Uh, Some of them are going through their military bases, uh, but the resettlement groups and other groups like the International Institute are available all across the country. And I think it's gonna be really important as a country that we show that from both a humanitarian and an economic and a cultural basis that, that we can do this. Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up, I want to focus a little bit more back to the more professional uh, job search or uh, career. If we were to extrapolate for the people who find jobs and then have goals to grow and continue to experience success in their careers, what kind of advice do you have for the the foreign-born individual who really wants to grow in their career? I would have three pieces of advice for foreign-born people, and it sometimes also affects our own native-born people who want to understand how to advance. One, I think, is there's a benefit to employee resource groups, business resource groups within companies because they provide stepping stones of leadership opportunities to set yourself apart, to grow, and to then off, you know, often move from being a leader within a business resource group and employee resource group into a broader company. And companies look to the people who are leading employee resource groups to right. become leaders in the broader company. So yep. I think that's something that women, their opportunities or military or foreign born or multicultural, that's a great stepping stone for people. Secondly, I would say to don't shine, you know, don't hide your success. Sometimes foreign born people and others can be too modest. And that um, could be just a cultural thing as well, that they're just, that's how the, that uh, they operate naturally. Yes. And when I, in my corporate career, when I mentored women, sometimes African-Americans and foreign born, Often they say, I'm going to do a good job and I will get noticed and I will be promoted. And what happens is you do a good job. And what that means is you're probably going to get patted on the head and told to keep doing that job. Uh, So you have to learn to make relationships with people that are higher than you in the organization. And you have to learn to show that you are a team player, but that you also, you know how to brag a bit about the things that you contribute. And that's not always comfortable for people. So learning how to brag and be kind of confident about what you contributed and not just kind of bake it into the fact that you're part of a team that did it all is something that is uh, important if you want to advance. And I'd say lastly, looking at finding mentors and sponsors and understanding how sponsors who are usually within your company and who can help your career or a mentor who might be in your company or might be outside your company can truly give you good advice to help you advance 
when you have counseling within your company or your organization or outside. So understanding what sponsors and mentors can do for you and how do you ask someone to do that? Um, and so I provide in the book language. How do you ask people to be a mentor and what is it to be a good mentee? How do you do that? So those are pieces of advice I give to foreign born people, but I think often for others, it's good advice as well. Absolutely. I was really going to say the same thing that there's, of course, nuances for the foreign born job seeker and career person. But most things that you've talked about, maybe with the exception of some of the differences on the resume, for example, but most of the other things that you've talked about really focusing on networking and uh, tooting your own horn to use an American uh, term that, that might not necessarily always translate perfectly. But, uh, you know, those are things that all of us who are interested in seeing our careers get to the next level need to keep in mind also. So great career advice, even if you are American born, but especially if you're foreign born. So thank you so much for joining us and for this great conversation where I learned a lot, especially uh, thank you for sharing some of that background on the current event situation uh, with Afghanistan too. Thanks, Lauren. All right, take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Take Control of Your Career with Lauren Herring. Be sure to check the show notes for our guests' information. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show so that you don't miss an episode. Want to get control of your career now? Visit www.earnyourworthcareers.com. You can get your own career coach or download a free ebook on best practices to ask for a raise.